Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In 2006, <laughs> Jennifer Anton's life changed. She went into heart failure after giving birth to her daughter and her beloved grandmother passed away. A health crisis will change anyone, but coinciding with the welcoming of the newest female to the family and the loss of the oldest set a new course for Jennifer's life. She began to ask the questions she meant to ask her grandmother while she was alive, and she began to write, and eventually gave birth of sorts to another baby, the novel Under the Light of the Italian Moon, which is based on the lives of the women in her family and set in her grandmother's hometown of Fonsasso, Italy. So welcome, you sent Thank me your you. book. I loved it. I love historical fiction, so it's perfect. I love being Italian, so it's perfect. Um, so it was wonderful. Thank you so Thank much. You. And I love, there's so many aspects of it that I love, but I love, I mean, your story, it's, it's, it's um, you know, traumatic, um, but it's, it's something to behold. Like if you could take us back to 2006 and particularly, you know, I'm envisioning this notebook with all of the questions you have for your grandma and you were ready to ask her and then these series of events happen. But if you could take us yeah. there. Because well, it's thanks for, yeah, no, thanks for having me. And, I, you know, I knew I wanted to reach out uh, to you because I saw, you know, some of the other people that you've spoken with and, and how your passion for Italy and your passion for Italian families and heritage and so forth. And so I knew we would have a great connection. And, um, and so thank you. But no, 2006 was a, a very traumatic year. I, um, I had found out when I was in high school that my grandmother had grown up in occupied Italy. Uh, before that, I didn't know that whatsoever. And when you're in high school, you just don't take the time necessarily to go digging. But for some reason, when I was pregnant, I wrote down all of those questions in a notebook and I decided I'm finally going to ask her all these questions. I was 29 years old. I was going to get the answers to all these things I wanted to know about her life back in Italy. And unfortunately, yes, it all, it was just kind of a, a snowball of, of activity, starting with my baby shower when she went to the hospital, um, then myself going into labor, then going into heart failure. And there was this moment at her funeral after she um, passed away and my daughter was there and after I had recuperated where, you know, I, I just sat there and saw my mother speaking about her, her mother. And I just felt this crash of womanhood and motherhood right in front of my eyes. I still didn't know what was happening with my own health. My daughter had just entered the world. My grandmother had just left. My mother had been trying to juggle everything. And I just thought, where does the strength of these Italian women come from? Where, how is my mother this this quiet person, how is she standing up and having the strength when it comes to her mother? And that really created a, a bit of an obsession to go back and to understand, to go to Italy, to meet everyone that I possibly could to try to get answers. And then eventually to, to create a story out of all the facts that I heard uh, and fill in the gaps with fiction and, and live through in my mind what, what might have happened Mm -hmm. uh, back then. So that, that is the, the novel under the light of the Italian moon. That's how it all kind of came to be. It's incredible. And it is such a love letter to women and the strength of women. I could cry. So your, mm -hmm. was your great grandmother 
a um a midwife did she really do that she really did so that. so my great great grandmother who in the in the novels la capitana was a very well-known midwife. So her her character in the novel is is very, very true to what I knew and what I uncovered. She studied professionally at the Uni- University of Padova. Uh, she went away to, to be able to do that, which was very rare at the time. And oddly enough, when I was born, and this is you know where all this connects and you're kind of like, how does this work? When I was born, there was an article in the Juliet Herald News. And who knows why they decided to focus on my mother. She was 19 years old and she had this baby and they did a whole write-up about her and, and comparing the modern day amenities of a hospital in 1977 versus Italy when her uh, grandmother was, was uh, basically, uh, her great-grandmother was, you know, giving, uh, helping women give birth. Uh, and so it was just kind of odd. I remember growing up as an American kid thinking, what does this woman have anything to do with me? And why, why is there an article written about me and my mom, and then this woman in Italy, who I, you know, I, I have no connection with, because ultimately, I was born in America, I felt very American. So, so she was that that is all very, very true. And then as I started digging, I started to find out the story of Ninetta, who was my great grandmother, and how she helped Adelaja and, and the connection there. And so, so yeah, so all these stories started Amazing. to kind of unfold from there. Amazing. So that article that was in the, um, Juliet newspaper, they mm-hmm. knew about your about the captain? Yes, and I have no idea how they found out about that. And I'm, I'm still trying to research, actually, <clears throat> now, based on the photographer that was in the photo, based on the person who wrote the article, I haven't been able to get a hold of them to find out how exactly did they find out in the in the first place about that. That, that, that she was your great-grandmother. Did they know that? Yes, they did. Yeah, they, they wrote about it. They wrote about it. So I, I have no idea how they, how they knew. I don't know how that story came to be. And was your mother? Did your mother talk about the captain or talk about these women growing up? No, no, no she really didn't know much about them. She Amazing. knew about my 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 great grandmother, but she didn't know about my great great grandmother, and and she didn't yeah. know all these stories because my grandmother never talked about this after. Mm. Just like a lot of Italians. When you move, when they moved to America, when they migrated, they wanted to acculturate, and mm-hmm. society pressured them to acculturate, and they were happy to become part of the society. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they didn't teach their children Italian, and besides, sort of the the scolding and the food, um, <laughs> you know, the the tradition of the language really was lost. So I, I don't speak mm-hmm. Italian very well. I've been studying for a long time, but it's very difficult. So I, I always just apologize when I'm speaking to Italian audiences, <laughs> and I say. I am the granddaughter of an immigrant and, and, you know, there's nothing mm-hmm. I can do about that, change that. But mm-hmm. I think we all still feel a real connection back to, to Italy. Mm-hmm. Yes, very much. Uh, it's interesting because I'm a proud Italian American, hundred percent. I don't speak Italian. I took four years in high school. I'm from a very Italian American town in New Jersey, but um, yeah, I don't speak it. And I wish I did. And I always was asking them questions and I wish they knew more. Like I would, like I would say, like what? What did your grandmother do for a living? What? And they would say, we didn't ask questions like you ask questions. Yeah. But they also just so wanted to be American. They were so proud to be American. Like we're so proud to be Italian American. Yeah. They were so proud to be here and be American. Mm-hmm. Um. So so much so that my great my grandfather's name was Pasquale. They named my father Patrick because that was the American yeah. name. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. I wish. Like you said, when we exchanged messages, everyone should ask their grandparents questions. I made my niece and nephew ask my parents a bunch of questions just and we recorded it because it's so 
they'll treasure it. They were a little yeah. like, are we really doing this? And I said, yes, we're really doing yeah. this. And you will. Well, sometimes you think you have all the time in the world to ask those yeah. questions and then you don't, you really don't. So exactly. I think it's important to remember that. And especially when it comes to women, I think women, especially when they become mothers, a lot of times their identity basically gets erased and they're a mother and, and that's, that's that, you know, that's how we look at them. That's how we define them. But in reality, it's great to ask, you know, what were you like before you were a mom? What were, what were you like when you were young? What kinds of things did you love to do? And, and so forth and really pay homage to who they were as a person before yeah. they took someone else's last name, perhaps, or, or became someone, somebody's mother. Yes. Yes. We would want that for ourselves. So I, you yes. know, I certainly would want that for myself. Yes. And one thing that the, that the nightingale did was open my eyes to, you know, you hear the term German occupied, in that case, it was Paris, German occupied Italy. What does that really mean? I never really thought about it. And that's, that's why stories are so important. Stories help you learn, stories help you understand. And that story opened my eyes to what it means, not just to be fighting in a war, but to be living in a war and living in an occupied country. And that they lived in occupied Italy is, so hard in itself and that it's so hard for women particularly they have to be so strong because they're you know who's the most vulnerable in our society women and then children and they had to they had to be tough and these women were tough and i i'm so it's so inspiring and it's it was so it's such a beautiful book but how did some of the particular stories like i don't want to give too much away but certain mm -hmm. certain aspects of the story were they told to you, like they might not have necessarily happened to your family, but you incorporated them because that's what it was like living in Italy and in, in, mm -hmm. in being occupied at that time. So, so basically these stories, there, there was the, the story that's kind of the climax in the book was the, the first thing my grandmother told me when I asked her in high school, you know, were you in Italy during World War II and did it impact you in any way? And she told me the, the story of, um, of one of her friends and what had happened. And ultimately that's, you know, part of the novel. And yes, that all did happen over the, over the course of two days and in April, 1945. So that's sort of, you know, one of the first stories I heard. Then after my grandmother passed away, I spent a lot of time with my aunt, her sister, and there was a whole nother set of stories that I was told. And then I, you know, I obviously documented them. And then as I started doing research, I found a phenomenal resource and it's basically an atlas of Nazi and fascist atrocities in Italy. And you can go to the website and type in the, the um, area that your family is from, the city or the province, and it will come up with a bunch of pinpoints of every single documented atrocity that happened. So who kept, did the Germans kept the record of, of all of these? The records, the records were built from the Italians after after the war. They basically went and captured all of these and, and documented everything. So they took testimonials and then documented it all and, and built this incredible site. So what is crazy to see is if you type in Belluno, you can you'll just see a sea of red because there were so many fascist and Nazi atrocities that happened in the region because it was close to the border. The Germans came there and occupied first. Of course when they ousted Mussolini from Rome they put him then in power in Lake Garda in this puppet state of the Salo Republic. And that was technically what was ruling Northern Italy during that time, although it was really the Germans and the Nazis who were in place. So 
So all of those things happening and imagine a woman raising her children alone, no husband, the men were at war or trying to make their way back after, after Italy had changed sides, or they were in the mountains as partisans fighting. You know, the women were there and the men, <laughs> there were very few men around and they were trying to hold down the fort. And, and obviously some of the things that happened in my novel also, again, stories that have made their way down in terms of some of the fear, in terms of some of the, the people coming into their homes, all of the things that, that happened. So yeah, so it was a, really a mix of the stories I was told, the documentation I was able to find. And then once you laid it all on top of the history, kind of threading it together in terms of you know, what was in the hearts and minds of these people, you have to kind of imagine based on you know, what was happening around them, what you know was happening in their lives. And um, and build then the narrative around it, and then you know I, I say when I when hopefully I'll get to meet them all again, and I can ask them you know how close was yeah. I yeah. in terms of, of all of this you know what a project what an adventure have you um what, what did they think of the book so my my aunt love is loves it I mean she's you know one of the most beloved characters in the book is my aunt and all over the world I have been getting feedback about how much they love the character of Rita. And um, so I think she she really enjoys um, enjoys that. And I gave her a lot of the Italian newspapers that it was featured in. And so she was really uh, great. I mean, I believe that she really helped me return my grandmother to Italy because my grandmother mm. never wanted to leave Italy. She didn't want to come to America. She she wanted mm. to stay and she left because, it, you know, she wanted to stay with her family. And then ultimately, if you read the book, you find out kind of at the end maybe one of the reasons why she, she didn't end up uh, going back. And in fact, she never went back even to visit. Mm. So, um, so I do feel like my grandmother was with me while I was writing this book. And now I've sort of brought her back, which is pretty, yeah, it feels really good. And, and it feels amazing. And I'm, I'm very grateful amazing. for my aunt for being part of that. Yeah, truly. The show is called Signs from the Other Side. Do you feel like, I know you got a message from your grandpa, which I can't wait to hear about, but your grandma, do you feel like she, has she sent you any, like, thank you <laughs> messages? You know, I, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't, <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I look at her picture sometimes and I just feel a sense of happiness and, and calm and, and so forth. My, um, you know, I, but I do feel like my my great great grandmother, La Capitana, was really the driving force behind this novel. Because if you read the book, you hear what a powerhouse she was. I mean, she mm -hmm. was a force of nature, and like I think I would be too. I don't think she she wanted to just rest yet. I think she mm -hmm. wants to keep. You know, she want. You know, Jennifer, you've got a job to do. You've got we. I want this story told. I don't want to be forgotten. Mm -hmm. And I think she, you know, she was, she made space for herself in a very masochistic world. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I'm trying to do really the same thing and inspire other women to do the same thing. So I think that she, I think that she was the one who, especially at the end was like, all right, your coffee's waiting for you. Go. Now's the time to get up. And <laughs> I really feel like she's the driver. I think yes. she's still driving. Yes. Um, so yes, yeah, yes. I, I really I feel get like, that feeling. I feel like signs. Things that say the captain are going to come to you. Do you, do you ever? <laughs> yeah, it, I, I feel like that would be the perfect sign from her. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, oh man, she was great. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, even when I think, you know, and again, I, I feel like sometimes when I'm walking into a challenging situation, when it's even a business situation, sometimes I imagine them kind of behind me, like pushing me along, like, yeah. you're going to be okay. They're holding you up, you know? And I think that's yeah. the interesting thing is when you build that connection back, 
and alone, you know, Yes, I in a very it. positive way. It froze for a second, but I think you said, you know, you're never alone. Yes, you know yes. you're never alone. Yes, absolutely, yes. absolutely. What was the message from your grandfather? So, you know, I don't actually, I, I don't know actually, I've never talked kind of publicly about this. Oh, you're, so in right you're in the right place, you're in the right place. Yeah. <laughs> But so after my grandmother passed away, my my grandfather, you know, was he was finally able to kind of talk, basically, <laughs> because my grandmother never really let him talk too much. Yeah, exactly. So um, we became just really close. And um, when I moved abroad, obviously he was quite sad. But we used to Skype. He he would Skype from the nursing uh -huh. home, and um, they the people would help him get on, and you know, then they'd get it all organized, and then they they'd leave, and then they. would you know, they'd come back and, and shut it off. And um, after, so he passed away when my, uh, when my mother and my father were on the way literally to England to visit us. And I had to tell my, my, um, my mother about him passing when she got to the airport, Aww. which was very sad. But about two months later, I had, um, I had Skype on my, I've always had Skype on my phone. And, you know, I never let a message be on my phone, like, you know, the little indicator that there's a message. I always read my messages right away. And about two months after he passed, uh, a little indicator came on that, um, that I had a message. So I checked it and it didn't look like I had one. And then it, it went away. The, the, the number went away, you know, the little indicator. And then a few hours later, it came back again. And so I'm like, what is going on? Well, I went and I logged in on my computer and, um, there was a message. I clicked on it, and my grandfather was sitting there at the computer by himself without anybody from the nursing home, and he was just looking at the computer, just smiling. He had his little cap on, and he just looked at me, and he just went, <gasps> and it was like, yeah, it was amazing, and then and that was it, and oh, there's no reason why that would have, there's no reason why that, you know. It just doesn't make sense, honestly. No, like, no I, I'm, I'm actually quite a practical crazy. person, and um, you know, but it just, you know, I really did feel like that. This, well, he always said he wanted an iPhone, so maybe they, he he got one in heaven. But um, but I, I I keep it. It's in my you know, it's in my Hotmail. This uh, and I you know, obviously I downloaded the video. I I really couldn't believe it. Um, it was just so literal, really. Yeah, and um. Really. It definitely wasn't something I had ever gotten before and never seen before. And, and in, in a way, it was a little scary, but it was, um, but it wasn't because I, you know, it was just all love. So, yeah, so. yeah. But it was, it was, you know, it was really something. And I, I reached out to my mother, of course, and, and my mom is, you know, she knows that, uh, you know, the feeling of being connected to people who, who are gone that you love. And, um, but I think uh, no one else really believed it. And I'm like, all right, well, it, it's for me to, you know, believe or, you know, to care about. And, um, but yeah, I do think, I do think that. That's um, incredible. Yeah. So this, so this video, like for the people who don't believe, I mean, you have it downloaded. You're like, it's there. So yeah. they're saying like, well, it's just a glitch in the system. Like maybe two months well, later, it just popped up. They had, you know, like it was a video. Yeah. And maybe that is what, maybe that is what it is, but why? Exactly. But why has that never happened ever before? Ever? Exactly. I always say there could be a practical, re like there could be a earthly, yeah. legitimate, like scientific reason. And yeah. there could be a spiritual, like they can yeah. coexist. And yeah. for it to pop up two months later. Yeah. And I feel like this could be either 
goodbye, but I take it as hello. Like I'm mm-hmm. still here. I'm oh, still no. with you. I, that was definitely yeah, what it was. Yeah, yeah. No, that was but definitely hi. was. I think, you know, he knew that I missed him. You know, he knew that I missed him. He knew that um, I needed to know he was still okay and everything. And no, I, you know, I definitely feel like it was hello <laughs> and How everything's, in- everything's going to yes. be okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. How incredible. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> that's amazing. So, yeah. That is, that's a good one. <laughs> like, yeah, it is. You know, it's time, a bit, it's still so a bit surreal, surreal to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he was reunited with your grandmother. Yeah, yes, yes. He what, loved He loved her very much. What year did he pass? Oh, my gosh. What year was it now? Was it 20? I can't even remember now. I'm so sorry. Did the years all just go into each other. Yeah, he did, knew you were he, working on the book. Oh, well, yeah, I was working on yeah. the book forever from the, it was yeah. kind of an ongoing thing for 14 years. Yeah. Just, and nobody, I think, ever thought that the book would ever get done. Um, but, but yeah, he, he knew I was working on it, but it wasn't really, frankly, it wasn't really his thing. You know, he was yeah. a, a live in the moment kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I feel like a lot from that generation, you know, I would try to pick their brains, but they were just very, yeah, live in the moment. They didn't want to go yeah. back in history. I got the sense from a lot yeah. of them. Yeah. He would yeah. tell me a little bit, you know, he, we, we bought one of those little books to ask yeah. him about his life and wrote down yeah. details and things. Those are really nice things to do as well. That's an yeah. easier way to do it, to guide you and so forth. So we did yeah. have one of those with him. Um, his mother actually was a very, also a very fierce woman hmm. who was born in Lake Como and then eventually moved abroad while she was single. Moved also to Joliet, where there was a lot of people who had uh, immigrated to. And she she had several husbands, um, I think three or four husbands. And she she was a tough, tough woman. And uh, maybe someday that will be a book. Domina yes, Goff. that's the next <laughs> she, book. <laughs> well, yeah, I think maybe hopefully a couple more about Fonzasso, but then maybe we'll yeah, tackle. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there will be family. more about Fonzasso. I think so. One? I think so. So while I was writing the first book, I started hearing from cousins kind of all over the world. And some of my Canadian cousins shared some detail with me about one of uh, the minor characters of the book who happened to help the partisans and be involved in the partisan uh, movement. And she she was an incredible woman. And I only found out that she actually had been awarded uh, a citation from um, one of the British generals because of she, her help hiding British soldiers. And so, yeah, it was incredible. I found that out while I was, while I was researching this book. So that didn't make it into this book, but she actually left a lot of audio recordings and audio interviews with my cousins in, in Canada oh, and incredible. kept saying, I should have written a book. I lived such an incredible life. I should have written a book. So I feel like, you know, that's probably my job now is to, yes, absolutely. No to do that, I, I need to do that. So that would be another one. And then Nina actually does return to Fonzazo at some point. Mm-hmm. So I think I think there's a few unanswered questions that a lot of people have from the first mm-hmm. book that will probably need to get resolved in a sequel. Nice. Well, I can't wait for it. Mm-hmm. Thank <laughs> you so much for doing this. Thank you for reaching out to me. I'm so happy we connected. Yes. And, and I should mention, you're actually in London. So you you're, are from Illinois. Yes. You live I- in London now. Yes. So I grew up in Illinois. We moved to Italy. We moved to Milan in 2012. And then we moved to um, London in 2013. And now we ha- also have a place in, in Italy near Dominga's house in Lake Como. And we we try to get there as often as we possibly can. Obviously, it's been quite frustrating with all the lockdowns and 
with some of the challenges with the uh, vaccine rollout, but we'll get there as soon as we possibly can. Absolutely. So we love living abroad. Um, We obviously come back to the States to visit family and so forth. Um, But, but we're really happy and and it's nice to be so close to Italy. And it was definitely helpful while I was finishing the book to just be able to be there and kind of soak it all in and walk in the footsteps of the people who I was writing about and kind of relive it for myself. Yeah. What brought you abroad? Another reason, right? Other than writing the book. Well, we, you know, a couple of reasons. We, we wanted to raise our daughter as a global citizen as mm-hmm. with this idea that, you know, people are, are different, but really the same, no matter where you go. So we wanted her to have a very kind of open mind. And um, so, yeah, we were always interested in that. We also wanted global careers. We just mm-hmm. didn't want to be kind of, you know, blinded by, by mm-hmm. one culture. We want to, especially having a global career and only living in one country, it doesn't really help you. Mm-hmm. Um, with your mindset and being able to be a little bit more empathetic to, mm-hmm. to understanding other people's points of view. So we wanted that for our careers, our, our kind of global careers, my husband and I. And then obviously there was the book and being close to Italy. So it was kind mm-hmm. of all those reasons. Perfect. I, I got my Italian citizenship and that was able, you know, that really enabled everything. Oh, perfect. Yeah. What, I highly what recommend getting to, it. What do you have to do to get it? Um, for me, it, it, um, you know, there's there's lots of ways to get it, but for me, I, I couldn't go through my grandmother, even though she was born in Italy. And mm-hmm. if anybody, you know, any of your listeners are Italian and have tried to go through this process, they'll know they'll know the challenges of doing it. Mm-hmm. But I actually went through my grandfather, even though he was born in the U.S., because his father didn't naturalize until after he was born. Therefore, my grandfather was still Italian when he was born. Therefore, my mother was still Italian when she was born. Therefore, I was Italian when I was born. So it's called Jura Sanguinis. Basically, nobody renounced their citizenship before birth. And so therefore, I was able to prove the line back. It was a lot of paperwork. Hmm. But but then when you're issued that passport and the citizenship, it just enables, it opens your whole world. It it certainly opens Europe to you in a new way. Very nice. So did you have oh, yeah. to take a test like they have to take here? Like who was the no. president of Italy? <laughs> no, no. And thank God we didn't. But you know what? Yeah. I, I, but now I do feel a little bit guilty. And now mm. I, but I really, I really enjoy reading about Italy. So I think we, we've got time. We've got yeah. lots of time to, to learn about everything we want to learn about Italy. I still mm-hmm. need to learn Italian. We'll eventually probably retire there, but that's far off. So yeah, how nice. Um, oh, but nice. I do feel an obligation to, you know, to learn. Yeah. And to help support the country because there's, mm-hmm. you know, there's, it's such a beautiful place and there's still so much um, that, you know, can be, can be done there and experienced there, especially some of these people who are moving back or, or buying properties in the, in the hometowns of their families. That's mm-hmm. such a, a help, I think, because mm-hmm. it really helps bring money into the, these small little areas. And then it also, now that we can work from anywhere for, you know, for some of the year, it really opens up people's worlds. So I hope to see a lot of people doing that. In a way, I've always liked kind of being one of the only Americans in this little (laughs) village that I'm in in Italy. But but in a way, it's good to have people reconnect with their roots, Mm -hmm. purchase the the family's prior home, which are very affordable, actually, in most cases, not in Mm. all cases. it's not as complicated as you as you might think. And then, you know, you have a place to go and and spend time and visit and, and keep the connection. Beautiful. Well, your book is it's it's a love letter to the strong women in your family and also to Italy. I just loved being in this world, you know, as, as difficult it was, you know, it was a hard time, but it was it was 
beautiful. And I kept wanting to read it and I kept wanting to be in this world. And congratulations. And Thank I you. can't wait for the next one. Where can everyone find you? So I, my website is jenniferanton.com. So you can, you can download a free excerpt of the novel there. If you've already read the novel, there's a very good, very detailed um, book club presentation. And mm -hmm. it's got recipes for polenta and for, for an entire meal that you can make for your book club. Now that you guys can get together again, that's a perfect thing to do. And um, you can go to I Am Books and buy it. I would you know recommend that's in Boston. It's a... Okay. It's an Italian-American bookshop. So if you want to support an independent Italian-American bookshop, I Am Books in Boston is a great place to buy it. Oh, it's also available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, you know, all of mm -hmm. the all the major retailers. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so yeah, I, I hope that people read it. I'm very curious to, you know, their thoughts. And I hope that it inspires them and, and helps them realize their strength, helps them realize the what happened in Italy. You're really understanding the impact of Mussolini on, on everyday people. And I hope that it reminds them that there is, you know, where there is hope, there is love. Yes, absolutely. And where there is love, there is hope. <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect way to end. Thank you so much. <laughs> I will put all of the links in the show notes. And Great. I will, um, yeah, including I Am Books. I'm glad you mentioned that. that sure, no there in Boston. Uh, Wonderful. Thank you so, so much. I Thank love you. Grazie. So Grazie. 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 <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Buongiorno. Ciao. Bye. Ciao. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.